0: Here at Total Wine & More, you'll find what you love and love what you find, especially our totally low prices.
1: I'm firing up the grill for burgers and want to impress
0: the neighbors. This Cabernet is sure to take your burgers to the next level. Nice. Wow. And look at that price. Well done. I prefer medium or air. <laughs> your neighbors will love it. Find what you love, love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More with the lowest prices in the DMV. Drink responsibly. Be 21.
1: Hello, listeners. How are you? This is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from a more moderately tempered Florida Keys. I hope that the mic doesn't turn off. I know there's some interruptions sometimes, but I do apologize for that. It's, I'm sure it's a setting that I have here. It just drops out. I don't know if it's internet or whatever. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deal with it eventually. Right? Right, Tina? Let's hit, hit it with a little Tina here.
0: You're an asshole!
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I realize that. Um, today, I'm only going to do, like <clears throat> I think, maybe a half hour. I want to talk about one subject. The episode is called Tossed. And these are about behaviors that might get you ejected from a restaurant or bar, and how you deal with people that behave like that. And what should your response? Sometimes you can't do anything about it. I guess with a corporate some of these corporate settings, people can behave a certain amount until management decides it's enough and uh, sometimes you have to eat it and that that sucks but you don't actually you never have to eat it you can always just leave right if if you're in a situation that's so horrible that a management won't address the situation let's say there's harassment going on from a table and the management says, well, listen, they're good customers and we have to do that. Then you have to reevaluate who you're working for. In those circumstances, yes, you should just... I hate to say it in these times, but there's plenty of jobs out there. They're shorthanded and stuff like that. Just fucking walk away. Just walk away. But there's a whole lot of areas where people do agree on on behavior and how you should handle it. So... Being in a bar is a unique situation because sometimes I as the bartender could have ameliorated or accommodated the situation by serving someone, over serving somebody or serving someone that shouldn't have been served more. And sometimes you don't know that until the behavior changes. There's many instances I've been sitting at the bar with people that seemed perfectly fine and they were friendly and, and charming and all these things. And then all of a sudden, they started getting mean and nasty. And I'm partly responsible for that. And then sometimes, in that case, it, it's a judgment call. I didn't know this person would turn into that. I didn't know what they drank beforehand. I didn't realize that they had already ingested uh, so much. I should have thought about it. Maybe there were some signs. But we really can't blame ourselves for every sea change or manic change someone has. From going from normal to violent. Or overly sexualized. Or things like that. And I know I'm covering it with broad strokes. And we'll talk about it in particular. But. You can. If you've been in the business for a while. I'm here in the restaurant business. You get a vibe for people coming in. You get a vibe. Mm. Now not all bad vibes are bad people. Let me start out with that. That could be something I brought to the table. That could be something that bothers me. Someone comes in and they have a mustache that looks like the mustache is someone who used to be a pain in the ass to you, a similar appearance, a similar behavior, a similar type of music, a similar type of booze, similar type of clothing, accent, all those things they're just feelings and that's not always the truth but you can always kind of be on guard but you don't have to really couch your behavior to create animosity in the beginning I know when I'm working (coughs) and it's really busy it's tendency on a slow night is really easy to deal with situations because there's not a lot going on and you you have an opportunity to observe someone so when i'm my head's down on a friday saturday night or there's a big party coming in or something like that and i'm just cranking out the drinks taking food orders behind the bar, uh, bar listen to uh, the service orders coming in for drinks i may not look on, uh, look around and check and see how someone's behaving. And it's right in front of me. Right in front of me. Several times I've had people come and Hey, listen, you should watch out for that person. They look, they look like they're not very happy with you for some reason. And I would look up and say, Boy, this person's fuming. And uh, sometimes you don't have... You, you don't know what will cause someone to go over the case. Some people just come in pissed off in the beginning and you don't know what's going to happen. And you automatically, the nicest thing is when they kind of toss themselves by being outrageous. Uh, right in the beginning of the pandemic, we had a re- uh, a requirement for everyone who was coming in, I know it was a questionable rule. People wearing masks walking through the door and then sitting at a table and taking off their mask. but everyone had to do it, and that was the thing that everyone was doing and it was a mask or a handkerchief or something and someone came to the door and they said they knew one of the owners, and they suggested that um, well, let me talk to them. And I said, well, you can talk to them. You can come in, but you're going to have to cover up. And he goes, that's what I want to talk about. And so, said, well, that's a problem, isn't it? Because you got to cover up before you come in. And the guy said to me, it was a gentleman, he says, do you know who I am? And I go, uh, no. But if I did know who you are, I'd say your name and say you have to cover up before you come in. And I, I realized that was frustrating for the guy. But it was also the truth. And he got angrier and angrier and started yelling. And I said, well, now you can't come in, whether you're masked or not. And he goes, what? I said, well, you're being belligerent before you come in. The door You're halfway through the door and you're belligerent. And I said, you're done. You're not getting served here. And he goes, well, I know so-and-so and I'm going to do this and that. And I go, okay, that's fine. You could do whatever you like, but... You're, right now you're not being served and that was that I didn't hear anything about it supposedly the guy had a lot of weight in the community and stuff like that and when I didn't hear anything from them at all and there was a couple other times where people got angry and they just got pissed off and it's a sign at times and I don't want to make it a mass thing because there's a whole slew of things that get, causes people problems they come in and you can't really change someone's attitude. Sometimes, when uh, a customer comes in, they can be impolite without being rude. <clears throat> and they can have a stensatory tone, a tone that's kind of like matter of fact. It goes, I'd like to order. This is what I'd like to drink. You know, you don't hear a thank you or a please. That's fine. That's fine. That poor person has to go through life like that. You know, and I'm sure that eventually they get certain repercussions for it. But that's not enough to warrant you to say, hey, listen, you better say please. And you better, you know, certain bars, I imagine that if you walked into a a biker bar and you started ordering a guy around and you were wearing, you know, a tuxedo and a monocle. May get your ass uh, handed to you if you don't say, "Hey, buddy, you know, can I please have a beer or something like that?" Maybe, maybe I have a beer, you know. Say, "Give me a beer." They may take offense to it and they may throw you out because they had a different level of expectation of customers' behavior. And I guess that is the the gist of the conversation. Really, what expectation of behavior do we have when people come in? First of all, I expect people not to be too loud uh, or aggressive. That's right in the beginning. Not to be too loud and or aggressive. If they were super loud and overpowering conversations around them, I'd have to ask them to be quiet. I'd say, I understand you want to be heard and all that stuff, but please, could you please be... You know, keep it down, and that's. I'm not talking about a loud talker. I'm talking about someone who's actually literally screaming. And then you got to, you know, because we're a family restaurant, and we got it. We had uh, last week where we we're talking about how British people cuss at the bar, and we we're talking to British people, um, uh, British travelers were in the area, and we were saying how the creative they used the C word and all that stuff. And there was a family in the bar area with kids. And we said, oh yeah, you guys like using the C word. And I looked at them, I said, listen, we said the C word, but you know, we are in a bar area and stuff like that. We're not going to say it. But you, know, that, that you have to consider your surroundings. Right? That the bar, if you're going to bring, if it's legal to bring a young person to the bar, And you're going to bring a young person to the bar. Don't be surprised if they hear things that aren't intended for young people's ears. Topics and things like that. Because that's just the way it is. But that doesn't mean it has to be filthy. Right? Um, There's a justice from the 1800s or 1900s who said, I can't explain what filth and pornography is. But if you show me, I can tell what, what it is. So, the same thing goes for that conversation. You have to be a good judge of what's appropriate. You can say someone's acting like an ass, but you can't talk about sticking your finger in someone's ass. Because, see, they're being literal about putting their finger in your ass, the imagery, and when you're calling someone an ass, you're using it as a descriptor, a description not a description of the ass itself. So violent, there's one. If someone's hyper-aggressive and threatening and things like that, you got you to gotta be mindful of that right away. That is a sure thing to get you tossed. If someone gets a little aggressive towards me and then starts again acting aggressive towards someone, that will, I will nip that in the bud. You have to meet aggression head on. Not necessarily with aggression, but with uh, a line in the sand that that's it. Now, if they did something, let's say there was a threat, and they say, saying you have to leave right now, because that threat's hanging out there until there's an apology or something like that. That won't. But there's some people that. Once they go down that road, it just gets worse and worse. And I've been in areas where you let some things pass. Several years ago, I had a gentleman who had questionable residency status. And I don't mean residency status as an immigrant, but as a person that didn't have a home. And I was giving them a buy because the guy said he was a veteran. He had a bike with a trailer and he seemed really nice. He didn't seem really nice. Matter of fact, he didn't seem nice at all. But he was a veteran, and I felt bad for him. And he came in, and he ordered Long Island iced tea. He was slightly aggressive, but it was just me, and there were some other guys there who weren't, what would you call it? They weren't wilting flowers. They, weren't, they were tough guys, but they could handle it. So I wasn't worried about them. They were together. So I'm with him, and I didn't worry about my, my own safety because the guy was, even though it was my age, he had a he had uh, some. He looks like he had some physical limitations. He looked as if he you know had a you know had a, a bad paper route as we'd call it. So he was being a little aggressive, and I was talking to him, being polite, trying to polite, and then he got. Um, a little more aggressive and a little more aggressive, and then finally said, listen, you're going to have to watch it. He goes, listen, I don't have to do anything. I said, listen, right now, 80% of the people in this bar are veterans at the time you're speaking. And I said, they deserve the same courtesy you deserve, and that is to have some modicum of peace and quiet in the place so you're getting a little loud and he goes you're not going to tell me what to do and I said I'm not telling you what to do I'm asking you not to do it and you can choose not to do it and he says damn well straight and he starts going straight I said now I'm asking you to leave and he gets angry and angry. he says threatening me and I said listen I'm not really care about your threat or anything or what you're going to do but you're going to leave you're not going to get a drink he goes, well, and then he talks a little more, and I'm saying, well, it doesn't change the fact you're not getting a drink. So he leaves, and later on, the end of the story is he gets, the poor guy gets arrested a little later on that night someplace else. It wasn't expertly handled. Some things aren't. They just get very, very pissy. Some regulars do it. Some regulars do it, and they're fine. You don't know what's going through their head. It's been a long time couple, two years. If you think about everything we've been through, people have been through it together. So you can kind of relate to it, but they have their own unique issues. And after having quite a few beers we had, regulars just get super pissed off and start throwing it. And you just got to let them say, hey, listen, that's enough. Raise your voice enough, but not you don't want to lose them forever. And saying, "Listen, you're 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 not in the mood to really do this. You don't. This is not. This is not you. Because you've seen it. You've seen them most of the time. I've seen them most of the time, and I've seen them handle things. And they could be a bit cantankerous, but I've never seen them be this way. So I'd have to say that's enough of that. But I didn't throw them out and toss them, I say, you got to stop now. And a lot of times they'll just leave, realizing that. And we'll try to get them a ride if they are if they really overdid it, or if it's just an outburst. Now, we do have the regulars that are perennially 50-50s. When I say 50-50s, 50% of the time they're prom, 50% they're not. Yes, we're on long route one. I'm a softy. I don't give a permanent ban to somebody. And you you heard about one particular one previously. Kept on egging on other people. But he seems to find me as a target. And he says, you don't like me. You don't like Asians. You don't like this. And I, and I go, okay, okay. And he wears you down. I said, that's enough. Please stop. I'm asking you to stop. That's enough. We'll just let it go. You're not, in the, you're not in the best choice to make judgment on how I am right now because you had quite a few. And then they overdo it and then I'd have to give them like a ban, like four months, six months. You're done. You're six months. Uh, recently, the same person that had interesting thing, they were drinking and they didn't have enough money. And I said, okay. Well, then you can't order another drink because obviously you don't have enough money. I'll take what you have because we, you know, we don't do tabs. And you shouldn't be drinking on borrowed money. And and that's not, you know, that it's hard enough doing your job with having to go and collect on tabs. And I know there's places that do tabs, but I don't do that. I don't like collecting on them. I don't. I don't feel the compensation is worth it. I'd rather stop it in the beginning and say, if you don't have the money, you don't have the drink. And you shouldn't do it anyway. You shouldn't have the drink if you don't have the money. And if you had $10, you could definitely buy a lot more booze at a liquor store than you would buy at a bar. I was trying to say, listen, you got to be a little more wise how you spend your money. So this person does that. And I said, no more drinks. And then they proceeded to ask other people for drinks and telling them an incomplete story. How I bought a drink for the person the last week, but they wouldn't buy me. I wouldn't buy them a drink. Well, first of all, you don't have enough for your bill, and I'm not going to buy you a drink once you don't have money for your bill. And the reason I got bought you a drink the week before was your birthday. It was your birthday, and they knew that. And him telling the incomplete story, telling people, saying, "Listen, he's not going to give me a drink," and he doesn't say, "Well, I didn't have enough money for my bill." Blah blah blah. And so it would create a precedence that would be you don't want to set a president saying, oh, well listen, if they stop serving you, just ask other people to serve you. And I say, nope. When you start getting served, you stop getting served by anyone. And that's your line in the sand as a as a you don't want to be a complete As a bartender, you don't want to do it off of imagined slights. Slights, they looked at me the wrong way. They may be dating my ex-girlfriend, ex-boyfriend, and things like that. I have people that come in that are, oh, incredible. Incredible. There's one gentleman that comes in, and I don't know. He may have responded to me, and I did not call him a fat ass, but he, he is larger and he comes and he eats and he dunk, dunks his food and his drinks and stuff like that. If he thinks it's too salty or something like that. And I think he had some drinks. So his, his table manners are south of a medieval night after a joust. How they eat with their hands and got slop all over their face and stuff like that. So and, and he's a little unhappy. He's a little on this and that. Doesn't tip well. May have some smart ass come. He doesn't get tossed. He doesn't get tossed, even though the behavior, oh, the table manners are horrendous at the bar. Disgusting. No, he didn't. He didn't reach that level that I'd have to go and say that's enough. Or when a guy. Or a girl, let's say a girl comes in, we've had this, where the person admits to having substance abuse issues and things like that, and they can't drink. They're going to have one drink, but they like to eat. They're so hungry. They're so hungry, so hungry, so hungry. Or they're so hungry they don't have enough money to eat, they say first. That was this, this one particular person, the woman. So I bought some food and gave her a glass of water. And then she came out with money. She says, well, I do have money for one drink. So that's one drink. And she doesn't eat the food that I paid for. And I wasn't doing it to be polite. I just felt, you soft place in my heart. If someone's hungry, I want to get them fed. And then she started working on some of the guys around the bar to work on them to see if they would buy her a drink. And then I said, listen, listen. I didn't buy you food for you to buy yourself a drink after you had your food and then work on everyone around the bar to get them buy you a drink. So I got burned on that. The oldest trick in the book. I mean, that's the problem with people always say with if you see a homeless person with a sign We'll work for food. We'll do this thing. I need to eat and things like that. They're not looking for food. They're looking for money so they can feed their habit. Um, and that habit may supersede food. They say, listen, I don't care. I just want a bottle of vodka. I don't need to eat. Um, that, that is a judgment call. Judgment call because some people say, Listen, you can't have that person come and eat your restaurant. You start doing it, they're going to start bilking off you all the time. Bilking on you all the time. We have a lot of people with uh, substance issues, drugs, a lot of drugs, and there's some homeless people that come walking around, and some of them are so far gone that they don't know how to behave within the boundaries of common society or polite society. And they'll come and they'll be, you know, they'll ignore hygiene rules and things like that. And you just say, listen, I'm so sorry, but you can't stay here. And I'm not talking about some uh, someone that appears to be filthy or anything like that. I'm just talking about the behavior that's disruptive and things like that. We are a family place and we're out I mean, we do have I know it's gonna sound harsh. It's gonna sound really harsh, but we do have outside dining. We do have outside dining. People are paying money to eat and the outside dining if it's not raining there's no reason why you can't sit outside if you you know. There's water, there's free running water all over the place if you don't choose to try to th- Take care of your clothes and your smell and stuff like that. You may be relegated to be eating outside. I know it's it's harsh, but you can't. I mean, fine restaurants won't let you in. Why should a regular restaurant let you in? Why is the double standard, right? You can't do it. People are paying money to come in, but it doesn't mean you have to be harsh and cold. There's plenty of times when people didn't have money. I would. Give them money for a bus, for food. You know, they've been left behind on a boat. I had a guy left behind come walking in with a bathing suit, no shirt, no shoes. And he says he was here with some people and he got left behind. And it turned out he may have went on another boat, got left behind on a boat. They left him on a beach or something like that. And here he is in Key Largo and he has to get back to Homestead. And he doesn't have a wallet, doesn't have a shirt. He looks like he may have been you know, passed out during the day. And I ended up getting the guy a t-shirt and giving him a bus fare. And I've never seen him again. It wasn't someone that came back again and stuff like that. But that's just one of those things. And there's other people you know you can't help. You can't. You can't help someone that's in the depth of... Some substance abuse problem, and they're not going to do anything about it. They're not going to seek help and things like that. You're just going to be. You know, sometimes you can give them food, sometimes not. You got to make sure they're not dis- uh, re- uh, disruptive, because that will not help your business. It will not help your coworkers. It will not help the people that come in, the, the tourists that come in. I mean, we have we've had sections where we people we could sit someone in a section. If there was no one there, if it's slow, yeah. But we're, we're fortunate, like I said, to be in a climate area where it's not unpleasant to be outside. Okay, let's talk about guys that are overly aggressive with women. Now there, there's a tight spot right there. When a guy comes in and he starts getting, and it it's rarer than you think. Start hitting on some girls, and the girls just want to be left alone. It's infrequent at my bar. Matter of fact, in seven years, I encountered on one hand the time I had to stop the guy. The girls want to be left alone, or the lady like to be left alone. We don't we don't see that as much, and they they, they don't come and say, "Listen, this guy's bothering me." Or are you uncomfortable? Could you tell me? Could, will you tell me if you're uncomfortable? Things like that. That will be one of those things. I'd have to gauge it. If it's a regular guy, I have to see, um, you know, way of the thing and say, "Listen, you got to stop doing this. You won't be allowed in here. You got to go someplace else." Now that's where it comes to the permanent ban. That's where everything crosses over. They always get drunk. They always get destructive. They always get violent. They always get aggressive towards women. Um, always disruptive. then you have to think about well listen you just can't drink here you can't drink here anymore there's a gentleman that comes in and I don't think he is homeless but he decides for some reason he's not comfortable with the thought of wearing shoes but he has to wear shoes indoors Do we tell people Liability issue if the glass breaks, his foot gets cut, and then we're liable for that, right? All the, you get infected or whatever. The guy knows that. I always remind him I said, Listen, this is a good rule of thumb. If there's a roof and four walls and glass in the, in the walls, windows, and doors, chances are you're going to need to wear shoes inside. Just use common sense. But unfortunately a lot of people aren't in a position to use common sense at those times. And we have to be the one to be the arbiters of common sense. And it's hard when it's busy. You're distracted. People get away. That's when people get away with things. You don't hear it as much. Every so often you may hear it where people are has, they have an intangible situation where they go and say, "What? The, how the hell did this happen? You know, in the middle of the day, someone came in, they had one drink, and then they passed out. Well, you don't know if they took a drug or this or that. Um, you just got to play it by ear. But most important is to remember, is that you're responsible for the well-being of your customers. While they're in there. And you shouldn't aid and abet a bad actor. And you shouldn't accommodate them. And if you cannot toss them, get someone else Won't There's always 911, the same person there. At this point, when you're asked to leave, when someone's asked to leave, they're trespassing. When someone's left, asked to leave, they are trespassing on a property, on a private property. Just remember that. I'd like to thank you for listening. Uh, I'm going to reiterate Ukraine stays strong uh, against Russian aggression. I hope NATO stays strong too. Um, it's, it's you know, we'll see. It's either Putin backs down, if he sees it, costs is too great, he'll try to figure something else out. But uh, chances are right now, it looks like a better than uh, chance than not that they are going to invade Ukraine and say, Jim, this is Keith Martiner show. Why are you talking about the Ukraine? Well, it's history, and I'm interested in history. I'd like to thank you for listening. Uh, please share this episode as much. Download as many episodes as you can. We're still looking for a million downloads in 2022. A million downloads in 2022. And then next year, I'm going to do two million. From my beachside home, I'm going it next year my beachside home and I'll be able to do this my special studio overlooking the ocean right thank you very much and have a great day you I told you my dreams already you see that thank you
0: This man has just entered the gas price madness zone, pushed over the edge by skyrocketing gas prices. The remedy? Upside. The free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Hey, wait a minute. Did you just say there's a free app I can get that'll actually pay me cash back on every gallon of gas I buy? Yes. Escape the gas price madness zone with the Upside app and earn real cash back on every gallon of gas you buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough of the theatrics. Just tell me more about this Upside app. Okay, it's super easy. Just download the free app and use it whenever you buy gas. Upside users can earn hundreds of dollars in cash back. Wow, thanks, announcer guy. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas use promo code minute for an extra 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first fill up you can cash out anytime just download the free upside app and use promo code minute for a 25 cents per gallon or more bonus on your first tank